0: Hello, Michael. How are you doing? All right, Kai. How are you? Oh, pretty good. My my phone is uh, almost out of battery, and I'm <laughs> tethered very tenuously. So I'm hoping <laughs> not to lose you during this call.
1: Okay, I'll let you know. I'll let you know if you get disconnected uh, through. Uh, uh, I don't know. Oh my God! How else would we communicate?
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> My iPhone's been acting up. Where every time you plug in the cable, it doesn't necessarily charge. It's getting kind of finicky. Oh, that's so. the
1: um, yeah, that's the new uh, iPhone Seven uh, signal. The uh, trade up.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man.
1: So uh, what were you doing today?
0: Uh, well, today was kind of exciting. I um, I went over and picked up uh, the initial copy of my book that that Ooh. came in. exactly yeah so they they fedexed uh or dhl'd i think uh three copies of the books and um so i have one because i'm making an entry to the aperture Perry photo first photo book award Ooh. and so they they gave me one copy to be able to make an entry with that but I tell you it's, it's just amazing even though i had the fng even though i was on press you know even though all these things it's just like when you when you dry mount and put behind a uh you know put in a frame behind a mat or something the difference between uh, holding a print and seeing something finished seeing the hardcover copy of your book as an object in your hand is completely different it, it transforms it one more time and so it's it's incredible,
1: yeah. That's great. I mean, that's so exciting. Yeah, no, I I know exactly exactly what you mean when it comes to printing and then and then putting that behind glass. It's um it's one thing to be in the moment, in the process. It's another thing to be done and sort of feel like um you know, you're you're not as connected to it anymore and then all of a sudden this thing shows up.
0: Yeah. Oh, the other thing is they had three copies, so Seeing multiples, you know, like three copies of the book, one laid on top of the other, that Mm. was also, you know, something revelatory, you know.
1: Have you seen all five stacked together?
0: I have. I've seen these. We're talking about all five of the SPQR editions books that are coming out. And uh, yeah, I got to see all five. They all look amazing. Um, It's going to, yeah, it's a great thing. So we were just sending out uh, a save the date uh, card, you know, email, social media that uh, Friday, October 8th from 6 to 8 at Affirmation Arts will be the book release for all five books. And it's going to be a big event with uh, a talk with uh, curator Susan Kizmarek and Thomas Roma. And, of course, four of the five photographers will be there signing books. And um, we're going to have wine and the whole nine yards.
1: Wait, there's wine? All right, I'll be there. Yep,
0: exactly, (laughs) yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's great. And, um, you know, my little bit of good news, which I'm always a little hesitant to talk about uh, as a, a done deal until I, you know, I have my first show. But I, I am officially the director of the Trenton Gallery, a Trenton photo gallery, which I would like to call the Broad Street Gallery um, mm. in honor of the street that it's on. And, and you know, a a street well known in, in Trenton. You know, the whole idea is, you know, a Mercer County Community College wants to bring more of the arts to downtown Trenton, and this is part of it,
0: great. And uh, I remember hearing a rumor that uh, that one of our former uh, guests on the show might possibly be having an exhibition there. Is that true?
1: Yeah. so uh, we have tentatively scheduled for November. And keep in mind the gallery is not yet open. <laughs> so <laughs> which is why it was in October. Now i it is in November. Uh, Wendell White will be bringing his show "Schools for the Colored," which he talked about on on his episode, uh, down from uh, Fordham to Mercer. So that that might be our first show, depending on the timing.
0: Amazing! Great! Well, congrats! That's uh, that's exciting news.
1: So uh, today we are introducing our latest episode with Joe Aguirre and Kramer O'Neill.
0: Exactly. It was kind of uh, you'll you'll hear it as we get into it, but. Um it was a this moment where all four of us could somehow get our schedules to line up where you know Joe's coming in from San Francisco Kramer was coming in from France uh, I would just return from North Carolina and you had just come back from somewhere as well so we're all Virginia like Virginia Beach back, yeah Virginia Beach yeah we all got back just in time and met up for this one afternoon
1: yeah and it's our first Multi guest uh, podcast.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. I hadn't thought of that.
1: Yeah, so uh, it was a it was a great conversation. We we had a lot of fun having just uh, finished editing the episode. Uh, we uh, have a tendency to laugh and talk over each other quite a bit in this show, so I great. apologize a little for that. <laughs> but um, you know, the interesting thing we've had um, uh, Matt Stewart, uh, and then uh, uh, up and coming will be Richard Bram. You know, now we have Joe Aguirre and Kramer O'Neill, and the the thread you know running through these uh, you know these past, current, and upcoming episodes is this col- <laughs> <laughs> bunch of freeloaders. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that was
0: too easy. No, they're all—they're all in one way or the other part of these uh, online uh, groups, right?
1: Right. These collectives. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, we'll—we'll talk—we'll talk about two collectives uh, during this show, and then uh, one uh, with Richard Bram that Matt Stewart is also a part of uh, in an upcoming episode. Exactly. Yeah, it's an interesting phenomena going on, and definitely something. I believe that rose along or grew grew up with social media.
0: Yeah, I think uh, you hear every one of them mention at some point that uh, they were on, you know, some other shared site uh, like Flickr, and then you know some Flickr groups weren't working out, or they you know just that naturally grew out of that this idea of coming up with uh, people who have common sensibilities and ways of approaching the medium, finding a way to make a community that uh, could give them feedback and really uh, help propel them forward.
1: Right. And, and when, during the show, Joe showed us a zine he was uh, showing around and, and looking to get published, uh, I believe it's called Sad Songs, and his first run has since sold out, apparently, already.
0: Yeah, I believe they were trying. They were selling um, prints to go along with the with the limited edition, maybe version of sad songs, and yeah, they sold all those out. So now they've got the money to produce the run.
1: Right, is, that's what it was. Right now they'll yeah. produce a run. Right.
0: Yeah, and um, the other thing that I think comes that's important comes across in all of these ideas of collectives is that these people aren't physically near each other and in fact maybe some of these groups have never all had all the members in one location
1: right yeah that, that and that's how they've you know instead of being just geographically located they they can be located through the internet exactly all right well uh enjoy the episode everyone and i'll talk to you soon kai congratulations on getting your book
0: thank you very much and uh look forward to listening to this episode
2: I curse.
3: Oh yeah, yeah not a problem.
1: Oh, we, have, we keep the explicit. Label it's gonna on be like it's just go, for that.
2: It's gonna be like a Wu Tang album. All, All right. right. <laughs>
3: wow. It's gonna have that kind of flow. Though? Kramer's
2: gonna spit a hot sixteen. Yeah.
3: <laughs> throw the mic on the floor. We haven't had anyone mic. storm yeah. out
1: yet, so feel free to storm out angry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can hear the
3: air conditioner. Yep. Is that a problem for these people? <laughs> well, We're going to turn it off. We are going to have to turn it off, unfortunately. Yay. Yeah. Who, who worked on movie sets? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah, no too. blimps. You know, yeah. Everything, it's all <laughs> Simpsons. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll Simpsons. be using you for voiceovers yeah. later yeah. in
1: porn movies, so that will be, yeah. why not? Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm credited. <laughs> That's,
3: right. That's right. Right? That's as long, long as I get credit. For my IMDb. Sad, sad credit. <laughs> yeah, my, my, sad, uh, my sad little IMDb that ends in 1999. What uh, what movie sets did you work on? Uh, I did well. I worked on a lot. Uh, I lived off and on in New York in the '90s, so we worked. I worked on a lot of indie 90s? films. Wow. Yeah, the '90s. It came out for the '80s. Wow. <laughs> I worked on a lot of indie films that were hmm. that got very like varying degrees of distribution. Most, a lot of them not much of any, but um, but I did just kind of PA stuff because I have a lot of friends who've now who stuck with it and are now doing really really well in that industry. Yeah, um, but you know, I did. It was just very hard to. Um, it's very hard to, like, yell at people on the street and tell them they can't walk there. And it's like, well, actually, legally, yes, you can. Of course you can. <laughs> um, but I'm, a, a ter- I'm a terrible at being an asshole, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm, okay being an, I'm okay at being a passive-aggressive asshole. But that kind of thing was just outright aggressive. But I worked on, God, I mean, I, it's funny because I, I ended up working for things like for one pilot's, like, no-wave director who was really famous in the 70s. And I was like, oh, wow. But the movie itself was kind of like. Weird Tarantino ripoff. A lot of weird Tarantino mm-hmm. ripoffs made in the late '90s in New York. Oh, oh yeah, sure. of course.
0: Sure, Everyone sure. is like, let's oh. let's recreate yeah. this formula as soon as possible. <laughs> you
3: look like Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the one like the the project I would <laughs> most known for. I was an apprentice editor for Rick Burns on the documentary New York. Oh, that was huge. It was huge, and it and it it, it was in process for like over ten years. Like I share a screen credit with an apprentice editor I never met. Mm -hmm. Uh, on episode three, I think, although I worked on two and four also. But that was uh, the old days of, um, the old days, it was the 90s. (laughs) But uh, we actually edited that on film. So you get the negative, make the answer print. There was a 16, I had, it was great. Yeah, the steam back. And I had like, uh, and I would be in the room with the, I was the apprentice, so it was the assistant and then the editor. And I would be working like at the same time as them, which was great because then as it switched over and that, the later episodes were done on Avid. So everything became like digital and, and then when you assist in that, it's like, it's terrible. You come in at midnight and there's a post-it <laughs> notes like stuck to the computer with like digitize this and yeah. put this all in a sequence so we can look at it and then decide what to take. Right. And, and then watch you, you, that map yeah. crunch away
0: for Exactly. It's horrible. Hours. And then you
3: leave at like <laughs> seven in the morning and it's just awful. <laughs> so that wasn't fun. <laughs> and far. that's when, back when you were living and working in New York. Yes. When I was living and working in New York, that was the late, late nineties into the, uh, God, when did I, well, Late nineties, and I left like the early two thousands for a couple of years, and then I was back, and I left in twenty twelve, I think. Were you photographing back then? Um, not too much, actually. Weirdly, sadly, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things happened uh, <laughs> during that time, but no, I didn't, because um, I photographed a lot when I was a teenager, and then kind of stopped for a while. I got really obsessed with documentary sound. Uh, what is so that? <laughs> yeah. You
2: just walk around with a field recorder.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, I did. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've and I, I did a lot to like mini disc, which is a huge pain because oh, they, I remember those. Yeah. 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 It, was a, it was a great format, but sure. the, the record industry tried to kill it, so they wouldn't allow like a digital Could, out exactly, from it, Because no right. yeah. they were afraid people would duplicate music, which they'd already been doing <laughs> for two decades. They've been whatever. fighting now for how long? Yeah. Right. <laughs> it didn't work out. So a great format got got destroyed. But for like sound people, it was mm-hmm. it was great. It was the quality of a DAT with you know.
1: <laughs> and you're you're ba- You had a you have a BA in film,
3: right? Um, yeah. Well, I would be a, yeah, I guess it is in film, <laughs> technically. I mean, I went to a, I went to a school where it's like, well, make your own whatever. Go tree nymphs. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's funny because actually one of my professors was the guy who did the mass transiscope. Um, if you ever take it, I was just looking at it, take the, you take the Q or the B, uh, right before they, they go onto Manhattan Bridge, it goes through a now unused station. And if you look out the, it's only going into Manhattan, I think. So if you look out at the right side of the train, you'll see an animation oh. that's that's actually made on a wall and then there are slits and he calculated like how, how it would work like a zoetrope. Right, uh, right. With and the train making the motion. Bill Brand. Okay, yeah. And then they restored that. It got... Obviously, he got graffitied, but he was very smart. He did it like in the early 80s or late 70s. I'll say early 80s. He, he put a really good like anti-graffiti lacquer because he, he saw the writing on the wall. Wow. Like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And it slowly got destroyed, and then like lights would go out, but the city wouldn't replace the lights because so oh, he can't see the animation anyway. And then they did a big restoration a few years ago where they, they took every panel out and cleaned them all and read it, and oh. it, now it looks beautiful. Nice. It's amazing. And yeah. actually, my now wife worked on that before we had ever met. Uh-huh. It was a funny connection. Yeah. <laughs> so had to
1: for our listeners, that was Kramer's voice. <laughs> oh, hey, sorry. Right. All right, I'm done yeah. now. Cause, cause <laughs> now here comes Joe.
2: <laughs> Hi, up. Joe. Hi, hello. <laughs>
1: so uh, you're here visiting New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I, is this your second trip to New York? In recent? Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. I. You guys were like, hey, let's uh, let's have a chat. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just stay enough time to shoot 100 rolls of film to be busy for a little bit. And that way I can worry about other other work that, you know, I normally wouldn't uh, be able to take time off of.
0: Excellent. Well, welcome to Thanks. the city, both of you, because you're both here, like, on a short span, right? Yeah. It's like it's, perfect to have everyone come together.
2: It was really nice to find out that uh, Kramer, who's one of my, you know, great friends, is uh, in town at the same time. And so I'm just
0: like, Wow
2: to see Kramer. I don't have to go to Paris to see Kramer. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that back anyway. would be
3: terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well thanks. I mean yeah. it's good to be here. Thanks, yeah. Joe.
0: <laughs> and since we just got this like brief rundown from Kramer, you want to give us like just a quick rundown on how you got into photography and
2: uh yeah. Uh, let's see. I uh, got the bug uh to be serious in my mid-20s. I didn't go to school. I didn't go to any school really. Um, you know, I always had a camera. My mom is a kind of a pack rat, so she she'd offer me these uh, old Minoltas or Pentaxes, and I didn't know how to use them. So I just I always junked those and went for the auto cameras, the point and shoots, the Polaroids, uh, and I would go to uh, take pictures of the graffiti and things that we used to do as kids. Um, and then I didn't really care about it. Then I just started. Uh, falling back in love with film in, in my mid twenties, just uh, like you know, like the simplest things like holgas and stuff, because I didn't have to think, and I'm not, I wasn't, uh, I didn't understand photography, uh, how it worked uh, then, and so after that, You're talking just, about like on the
0: technical, on level. the technical aspect, yeah.
2: you know, uh, you know, I, I knew, I knew a little bit from what it was shown to me, but it didn't, it didn't stick, it didn't sink in. Um, I guess I just didn't find the how to connect with it at that mm-hmm. time, and then after that, mid twenties, just went, went crazy, you know, and just. That's it. I, I I there's not a lot of pictures of me growing up. Um, my I have a, a kind of a grew up kind of poor, well, pretty poor, whatever. Um, so we didn't we didn't have cameras. We didn't have vacation cameras. Every now and then a disposable, you know. Oh wow, that's a, that's ten bucks. My dad would never buy one of those, you know. Um, but the one thing I remember that because the more I the more I make photos, the more I I look. Introspectively, uh, I start realizing that the, the connections I had to it maybe in a less uh, direct way. My grandmother, who passed away a few years ago, used to collect photographs of her favorite soap opera stars. She would write them, and she would get a headshot, oh, yeah. oh, wow. and she would and she would get <laughs> she would get them autographed, and she would show up and meet them. Like my grandmother wow. loved soap operas, but she collected photographs, and mm. I remember that now. And she used to, she used to grab the photographs and, uh, you know, make little albums or the, remember the eighties, the driftwood they would find, they would lacquer sure. and they would oh. put all the photographs yeah, on. Yeah. So like my grandma had tons of those, yeah, yeah. but it's so weird. stuff Oh yeah. So it's so weird because is that collection still around. Anywhere? It's still around. Oh, it's still around. <laughs> oh, Nobody in my family throws anything away ever. <laughs> I'm talking anything. Um, hmm. and so, uh, I just remember, I remember, I know all about Bo and hope and like Luke and Laura. All that oh yeah, good stuff. and oh, yeah. and it really throws people General off. General Hospital. It throws people off because I'm I'm a 32 year old Latin American male that uh, that has like hand and neck tattoos, and everyone's like, "Did you do you go to prison? Is that how you know about soap operas?" <laughs> well, no, I just my my grandmother was tough, you know, she was cool. So that's that. So like the collecting of photographs, uh, the the making of collages and books and zines, That's kind of like I, I realized that, that I I really loved seeing those, and I always look at them, and so. In a roundabout way, uh, my grandma Sharon, who I love, had uh, <laughs> had uh, a pretty big impact on that on the on the the, the collecting of it. So. Right, it was an introduction.
3: Well, I, I love photo albums. <laughs>
2: like,
3: yeah. are those dying? Because that's terrible if they are. Yeah, photo yeah, albums—they absolutely course. are dying.
2: I don't. I don't. People I don't aren't f- even
0: using uh, iPhoto. It's like mm-hmm. it's just a collection in Facebook, I yeah. think, and that's it.
2: If yeah. I ever photograph a, a wedding, I offer to make a, a, a photo album uh, through whatever. A book printer I can find that's cheap. I usually don't go through the the module stuff online because of the quality. Uh, and before the, the recent death of Fuji Peel Apart Films, I was offering instead of a, a photo album, I would take Polaroid photographs of them and then cut little 4x6 uh, mats to fit them and put them into frames so they could have a wedding gallery as opposed right. to the album, and they usually would go for that. Um, but now, yeah, nobody does... Uh, as the uh, the binder with the the, the, the plastic paper that's right? right. Yeah. The, the, the we had on the had, yeah
3: yeah we had a lot of those yeah, yeah that's
0: which a crazy is... industry that I'm sure is going through millions of changes in the also in the early 90s I, I worked at this company uh,
3: the 90s I keep hearing
0: about that's those. right they're, they're very important <laughs> crazy 90s <laughs> uh, I worked at this company that thought that their business was going to be they were they had their sister company was Palladio which did platinum palladium mm-hmm. coated paper machine coated paper which is beautiful and and a fair number of wedding photographers would get you know get that as their special print like oh let's print that on mm. a platinum print oh you wow know, it'll last okay. it for a millennia etc. And so they the new company that was starting up was digitally based and we were going to be able to like crank out prints for people making digital negatives to print on platinum palladium paper. So we went out to Anaheim to go to this convention of Beautiful wedding Anaheim, photographers California, for us. Yeah. Beautiful Anaheim, California. The armpit. One of the armpits <laughs> of California.
3: One of the Home many. Home of the angels. One of the many armpits. <laughs> yeah. Of Even California. though they tried to remove the name from their, from their name, right? Um, the, the California, exactly. Los Angeles, right. Angels. They of, did it uh, Anaheim. with Anaheim, right? <laughs> Thanks for the new stadium. Yeah. <laughs> But it was depressing even
0: then, like the, just to see the kind of stuff. And it was all about the wedding uh, albums and like highly embossed leathers and all this stuff that people were spending. Embossed leather—that
2: sounds like a band name. Yeah,
0: I'm sure it is. Yeah,
2: it's a leather band for sure. Absolutely. Grace Jones, Warm leather ad.
3: <laughs> wow, I love you, Grace. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to photo podcasts, I love you. <laughs> That's right. Please send me. It's true. He said it many times, Grace. So yeah. okay. not- uh, well, one thing
0: that. There's a commonality between the two of you that maybe we can get each of you to address and we can talk about it in general is uh, this resurgence slash new awakening of what's now being called street photography, which I think is different than, you know, historically what people used to call it it's being embraced in a different way and you guys both i think identify some of the work you do falls under that rubric right or at least the people that you're excited about and interact with and this whole world online that is uh, i think it's really online that this has taken off more than anywhere else even though people are publishing books and shows but um do you want to just talk about that like how did how did the idea of like street photography or that that moniker or, or the idea of it or the the feeling of it come to sound exciting and embrace you and way you want to to go about it.
3: Oh, okay, wait. Uh, let me go back. <laughs> so as I alluded to, like I did a lot of photography in my when I was a teenager, um, my mom was a reporter and a photographer for a local weekly newspaper. Mm. Love you, mom. Um, in Boston. In, yeah, in the suburbs of Boston, mm. and I used to work at, I mean, I did a lot of darkroom kind of things, and I was always really uh, obsessed with uh, getting everything, like, exactly right, like, there's got to be a certain, like, grade, whatever, mm. and I did a lot of things that I guess were, like, just very bad street photography, because I liked the idea of, the idea of documentary, but I wasn't a photojournalist, and, I mean, I, I loved The Americans. That was probably my first where I was like, oh, that's how it works. You know, I got that, mm, I think, when I was in yeah. the, my late, late Photography. <laughs> yeah, photography. This is just a thing. It just tells a story. It's a, a narrative, but it doesn't, it's not a, but it's a, kind of an experimental narrative that's, you know, real but made up because it's sequenced in a way to create a, you know, something out of reality that's, that's, uh, oh, I just to say, like the, the, the lie that explains the truth. But it, <laughs> it, to use, use that one. But it, it eventually just kind of stopped doing much with photography and then uh, later, I guess in my 30s, I saw some like Trent Park things, then found you know, people who maybe, you know, he was inspired by like Jean Gomi and this kind of, and uh, well, I was we had so... uh, Matt Stewart on the show and he talks about Ooh. going yeah, through a dark <laughs> period of a one year
0: where he was just basically trying to recreate Trent Park. Uh, oh, he desk. did that. Right. <laughs> he yeah. told me cartier yeah. well, different year. Maybe that was a different year. Uh, whatever, yeah. it worked for him eventually. Yeah, right. I
3: hear he's doing okay. Hi, <laughs> yeah. Matt. Yeah. Matt did dark things. Can I see those? <laughs> 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 even as even it's like dark black and white stuff on his website is still pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, he just can't do it. He's just too optimistic. That's yeah. right. That's <laughs> that guy. But yeah, you have to be to a certain extent. I feel like you. Uh, yeah. or you, you, have not, you have to start somewhere. Right? Yeah. yeah, and it's like any of the mistakes, like you, you, you end up. With I mean, I remember doing this whole thing about like people in water and it's very much like seventh wave, but and then looking at the seventh wave and I was like, Oh, he actually has a lot more like grays and uh, mm. and and more like photos that are just of, of people at the beach. I mean really good photos, but I was kind of obsessed with like everything that happened, you know, like a, a red filter that takes out like eight stops and I'm not gonna even have <laughs> any like options with this 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 negative. Like it's what's on the negative is all in the on the print or the scan, like it's 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 going to be so surreal that like you're not even going to tell most of the time. Like where are we? Um, you know, and then and then afterwards, well, it's that was a giant mistake. That <laughs> I, I tried to imitate and completely, I didn't necessarily end up with my own great style, but I ended up with something that wasn't a very good facsimile, which is uh, good uh, ultimately. D- is that the work that led to the book, to till human
1: voices wake? Gus? Yes,
3: yeah. Which is you know I. Which ended up being like the second thing I self-published, I guess, but would have been the first. But it was such a it was such a huge pain. And if I, I mean, I I, I like it now, but I like it uh, looking at, like I'm looking at someone else's book. Mm. I, there's almost nothing I wouldn't change about it. But it's well, <laughs> somewhere in here, I'm hoping you're gonna get to that street photography question. Oh, that I <laughs> <that> <laughs> oh no, so, but I think it was the Trent <laughs> Park thing. <but> I, <laughs> I, I, when I when I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, right. Like that's y- you you don't have to think necessarily of. You don't have to think too hard. You can think in in shapes and light and all these other things. You don't have to you don't have to you know print for the perfect grays. You don't have to do well as a st- you it's actually can be more interesting to to make this, you know, dream like thing that's not you know that that has a basis in reality that isn't really manipulated. It's more like manipulated at the moment of taking it. So it opened up possibilities to go out and make photographs. Yeah, okay. and and to, and to, to not yeah, and to just be like, well, that's that's his style, because I feel like I, it was another thing when I was introduced online, and you would see some comments being like, "This is grainy and noisy. Doesn't he know how to use his camera?" I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's also interesting. <laughs> I,
0: I think I brought up on previous episodes that, that there was a someone started posting like old Cardi Bresson photographs on Flickr, and people were commenting like. Great photo. It's too bad. It's a little out of focus and it's a little yeah. too grainy. And you know, blah blah blah. Yeah. It's like, all
2: you, the experts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's also
0: just like Coups. the digital. What everyone is now being used to is like seeing these hyper real, hyper mm. sharp, hyper everything and, and, digital and, and photos. Tom Romy used to say that all the time
1: in the classroom too. Nobody ever looked at a Gary Winogrand and said ah, if it was just a little less grainy. Yeah. Yeah. Or more in focus <laughs> <Right>. or whatever. <laughs> so uh, Joe, how, how what were your uh, how? How did you get into it? You started a little bit talking about your grandmother and collecting.
2: Well, that's that's what started with photography. And um, man, if I were to if I were to show or talk about anything that I started with to people like Tom, he would kick my ass. I'm sure. Uh, you know, it, it, I just found street photography accessible um, because it is. You get to you can do it anywhere, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's it's got to be on the street. Street photography is a, is a, is a it's an aesthetic, you know. Um, and, and that, and that the definition of it has changed, you know, and, and that's, that's okay. Um, I left the house and, uh, I had my camera and I saw things and I've made photographs of it. Um, and, and that's what drew me to it. Like I could, I could, I could be a photographer anywhere. I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't restrained, you know, I wasn't tethered to a studio. I wasn't tethered to, uh, the lake or the woods or whatever people, uh, put themselves into that they can't seem to escape anymore, any longer. I can make photograph anywhere and hopefully I can make good photographs anywhere. And that's what I love about, I guess, street photography. And I, I, I found, that's how I met Kramer, you know, uh, through street, through online, through people, uh, like-minded people. And we just, we both have the same understanding of what it is to be curious and to photograph it and to present it in a way that uh, I think it's just you know we when I see a photograph that Kramer makes I know it's a Kramer's photo and I'm hoping that people do feel the same when they look at mine and I don't look at Kramer and go wow that's street photography I look at Kramer and I go wow that's a beautiful photograph uh, or and that's that's what draws me to some of the best street photographers out there you know you don't know if it's New York you don't know if it's London you don't know because because you're just there in the moment um, and it's 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 cool to be able to record your footsteps and all that other crap that people want to, you know, talk about. I'm just weird. I like taking pictures of people outside, you know, <laughs> sometimes you see a reflection, hit somebody's face and you stay there and that's weird. And it's okay though. It's okay to be weird because uh, I'm having a great time doing it.
3: Yeah. That's funny, the funny that like the, the way we need to like, or people want to you know, put the box around like what street photography and that's not. And it's like, well, I don't know. What about like William Eggleston has been adopted as a street photographer? It's like, well, no. oh, I mean, it's, it's like, like I, I know understand why you want right. to because yeah. it's all so great, but mm-hmm. it's you know, portraits, it's inanimate yeah. objects not yeah. caught at a particularly well, well, like decisive moment. But it kramer has got this
2: book. Uh, how many of them now? Two uh, pictures of people and things. Is it just one? That's just
3: one. Okay, and then this the other one is that cute, is literally the
2: best answer you can give for some to somebody that asks you what kind of photographs you make. Uh, and so after, after, uh, you know, picking up that book and ch- checking out, I'm like, wow, pictures of people, he's fucking right. God damn it. Why didn't I come up with that? And so now when people ask me, what kind of photos you make, I say, you know, people things and they go, well, that's pretty vague. And I go, well, look at the website, look at the zines. And sometimes they go, you're, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I thought you were being a dick. And you know, I guess it comes off as that way a little, but it's, but it's the most vaguely accurate thing that you could say. Um, is I take pictures of people and things and Kramer you nailed it. If, if that's what street photography is then cool, I'm a street photographer. I'm in a street photography collective, you know, burn my eyes, a street photography collective. Uh, I think I bring to them something that they don't have, which is amazing because that's kind of what you want in a collective. You don't want 15 of the same photographers, uh, all with, all with large egos. I'm in great company. Kramer's in a collective called strangers and he's in great company. I I photograph my, my personal life, the people in my life, my, my, my cat, my 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 girlfriends, my my, my homeboys, everything. Uh, strangers. Uh, I come across a fire, great. I'm a street photographer. I'm a photojournalist. Street photographers can take pictures of fires happening, you know. And I present it that way. And, and Kramer does the same thing. And I like I like being around that that kind of uh, inspiration. You know? Yeah,
1: we spoke to Leo Rubenstein, who basically said. It almost has no meaning at this point. Street photography. Yeah, it's become a meaningless
2: term. I think if you really need to identify so badly with something, that you might need to look at what you're putting out. Uh, I make photographs. I don't care what you call them, mm. and that's what it comes down to. Whether it's a, whether it's a a fine art. Portrait, which I, I hate saying, fine art.
3: Like, <laughs> well, you, I mean, no, no, they're good though.
0: If you Google that, it's usually just tasteful nudes. Well, I think the, that's the, the thing.
3: One thing. Oh, well, the Google, you though. know. Okay, so
2: I, I I have to I have to say that I I met this amazing woman recently. Her name's Sarah. Hi, Sarah. And she, and I met her at this this uh, lab that I I I make prints at uh, the Rayco Photo Center in San Francisco. It's a uh, community darkroom, everything, and mm. so. I was there and I was, I just developed, uh, the, these half frame photos of this uh, woman that I photographed in Paris and in New York. Her name's Kimbra. She's a great, great person. She's an amazing photographer. And she was like, what are those? I'm like, well, they're pictures of titties. And, (laughs) and she, and she laughed and uh, she looked at them and, 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 (laughs) and and she goes, wow, these are these, I like these. And I, oh, cool. Well, maybe I'll show you the contact sheet when I'm done. Um. But I would rather I would rather just be very honest, uh, and I take pictures of boobies and, and boy bodies and 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 nude portraits of myself and pictures of my cat. And if it's fine art, great. Whatever. Why? Because I printed on silver. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just you know I'm I'm curious about the naked body. I'm curious I'm curious definitely about the my naked partners. And I'm, I'm it's in a way uh, it's it's a it's a it's a way of uh, you know telling them you love them or understanding. Uh, we're just saying you were so beautiful that i that that looking at it once was is just never going to be enough for me so when you were washing your hands in the bathroom or or you were drying off or you were walking through something or you were posed there or you were sitting in front of that window i loved it so much and in that moment i had to record it so i can look at it forever yeah for and you. i want everyone else to see it too and that
1: comes from that whole idea of collecting exactly right?
2: and but see i take a picture of a man like i take a picture of a woman like i take a picture of a of a of a, of a stranger of a, of a cat of a, of of a bus stop at night. It's all with the same, uh, I I had to stop, I had to look at it, and I imagine what it's going to look like uh, two stops down (laughs) with the the light being prominent. And I go, okay, great. And I take it and I go, and I move along. And that's how my photographs are made. There's no, uh, there is no mission. There is no uh, false sense of purpose. I'm not changing the world of street photography. In fact, I'm part of the problem of the flooding of images on the internet. I think once I recognized that, it felt good just to say, all right, well, I'm going to give into it and I'm going to ride the wave. Fuck it.
3: Now would be a great time to drop the mic. So, <laughs> <Joe>. I'm out. <laughs> Bam. Actually, I
1: did I wanted to uh, ask you about that, the whole process of the primary place to share and show your work being online. Are these collectives online collectives or are they geographically located?
3: Well, my collective that is strangers which I really like, I'm actually in a, another group called Fragment where it's living in you say France. It in French? Fragment. Fragment. Um. <laughs> Where we actually we meet in person which is a very French thing. The French really like to -to Face-to-face. Yeah, they like kisses and cigarettes. Which is actually uh, amazing when you want to get things done It turns out Um, because strangers is great, but we're all over the place. So Mm. um, When we get really motivated, we'll have uh, you know six months of, of constant updates and maybe an actual show in the physical world and then when when nobody's really like driving it It's really easy to disappear. That was actually Brian Formal's, uh, I think he started, because I think Brian just comes up with social media ideas like three or four a day, and he <laughs> starts, started the group, but he's not in it. And I think like, once, <laughs> once, it, once it started, he was like, well, I, that I was, was what I, I did was did my for. part. Right? <laughs>
2: you, were, you were Brian's ant farm.
3: I <laughs> know, we are. are we oh, all, no, we're all?
2: we're all. We're all living in Brian's head. Yeah, we're all R- Brian's going to reveal it all at some point. He's,
1: He's just the, the, robot. Ar- the
2: architect. Well, Brian was a very early adopter of sharing things online. He also does photographs on the brain, which is a pretty good exercise in mm-hmm. uh, curating good. Yeah. So, um, I like it, mostly because yeah. he reblogs my photos. Thanks.
3: <laughs> hey, thanks, Brian. No, it's great. So but, so
2: that one collective
1: is actually geographically located. Is about people in a certain area.
3: Uh, Fragment is basically, Fragment. Uh, yeah, they're all... In mm-hmm. France, they're all French except me? Is that right now? <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> and what about Burn My Eye? Uh, Burn My Eye
2: uh, start, formed uh, uh, oh shit, three years ago, maybe four years ago, uh, on Flickr. Oh. Uh, they A lot of the admins from uh, Hardcore Street Photography, a giant Flickr group that I've never had a photograph in because I don't care enough to submit <laughs> to that and infl- drops the mic again know, yeah. yeah, right <laughs> just that, that,
3: that Wait, how do you are, like are, me now? are we <laughs> taking shots at hcsp already no yeah, but, i used to be an admin well they well they, they came together
2: out of uh, having uh, you know common taste and bond and they started a little group where they would critique each other's photos and probably talk about shit which is cool cuz that who doesn't like that right and so they they formed and I, at that point i was uh, i was nowhere near capable of holding my own with those guys. So I didn't... I just kind of looked and I was like, wow, these guys are really good. And I I met some of them and talked to some of them. And uh, then I started to be a little more active in submitting photographs to different curated groups uh, just to see where I was, you know, to see the reaction or the reception, I guess. And I applied once to Brumai and didn't get in because the photographs were fucking awful. They were. It was just... There there was no cohesion. There was was nothing. Is cohesion a word? I don't know. Whatever. Coffee. (laughs) So then... I started, I guess, uh, making actual bodies of work, solid bodies, um, that I'm proud of still. And, uh, Justin Vogel, I have to mention him every podcast it's, a, it's in, a, it's in his contract, uh, in, case, in
3: case he's, uh, you know, listening right now
2: was, uh, was like, yeah, in case he's listening to this not live, uh, program, <laughs> uh, he's, <laughs> he's here somewhere. He, just, he, yeah, his ears just he up. said, he said <laughs> submit again. And then they took, uh, forever to, to decide cause you know, uh, cause I'm not, I, I actually am not a street photographer. I just have a camera, you know, it's whatever. Um, but then they uh, they all caved and they let me in and now uh, that's uh, I'm part of that. Uh, we've all met uh, well, a lot of us have met uh, in person.
0: Uh, How many people are we speaking of?
2: Like f- 15, I think. Yeah. Uh, is bunch- it 15? Yeah, a bunch of dudes.
3: That's <sighs> a lot.
2: Wait, Burma is 15? Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of us. Uh, some are some are more active than others right now, but that's uh, but we, we come together and we we talk online. We and the thing about Burma Eyes we we, uh, we curate our photos together. Uh, and we make group edits and that's what, uh, our thing is. We make collective thinking. And so we just had a, a show, uh, titled eye to eye in San Francisco for the uh, San Francisco street photography Festival. It was The first uh, year they did it, uh, which is cool. I was, I thought I was going to go into it hating it cause I'm just salty all the time. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be a bunch of dudes talking about cameras, which it was, but I avoided it successfully, <laughs> but I got to meet some of my, 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 my collective members. I met Don Hudson. I, I met TC Lynn again. Uh, Don Hudson is one of my favorite photographers. Uh, Richard Bram showed up and I fucking love when Richard shows up because you know, he buys lunch and he's, (laughs) and, and, and that man is just a class act. So I got to see him be Richard Bram, the photographer and talk on stage. And you get to, you get to have all this newfound respect for your homeboys, you know, because they're not just some guy you, uh, you talk shit to online or hang out with, you get to see them be what they are. And I loved doing that. Um, and so we try to get off the internet and onto walls as much as possible, uh, and hopefully, you know, a group, uh, zine or, or collection of books, things like that. Uh, it's all, it's all fun. So.
0: Right, so it's not just about having a community of people to share your work with, but also as a method of putting the work out in yeah, the world there's, as a group. There's Promotion so much, and, yeah,
2: there's so yeah. much room in the water for everyone to go swimming, Yeah. you know, and it, to show it together. It's so strong when you, when you, when everyone is photographing the, basically the same story, but doesn't know it until you, until you find the, uh, you find the narrative by looking at all these seemingly unrelated images and you go, Wow, that photo speaks with this photo, speaks with this photo, speaks with this photo. And they were all photographed at different times, different different cameras, different mediums, different places in the world. And you realize that that the visual language is so strong. It's it's
0: everyone can speak it. I just saw Richard last week. And I saw his book. Yep. Yeah, it's very exciting. Man, He's got that I, coming out.
2: I've seen I've seen that book. In different uh, forms for the last few years, I'm super proud that that it's done now. I can't wait to grab my copy of it. Actually, yeah, that's uh, great. But we all we all met up for, uh, at a at a bar over in Brooklyn, and uh, we're gonna do the uh, the the Joe's in Town, Katz's. Uh, oh yes, I hang saw out. You post so about that, yeah, you guys right? can uh-huh. come too. We're gonna go there. So, um, but I, I'm really good at forcing people to show up. Um, <laughs> Because I'm like I'm the I'm the king of the guilt trips, uh, yeah, I really am. Yeah. And,
0: and and you'll talk shit about them yeah, and if they're, and it's if right. they're not, there. Well,
2: yeah, I'll, I'll just go knock on their front door. Hey, we're, all right, we're going, but uh, but it's cool because uh, you know put out Facebook. Hey, we're going to Katz's. Uh and then sometimes people you don't know are like, hey, is it cool if I come? And if they're not a total kook, then yes, but if not, you know, friends and family. But yeah. that's it.
1: Well, one of the things, and you know, being part of this collective, and also. Um, posting a lot of work on in, on uh, different social media sites and Instagram in particular. And, and you both have Tumblr sites, I yeah. think? Yeah. yeah, I have a few, actually. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Some are uh, in disrepair at this point. But. Okay. But one of the things I think that's happening is it's not just posting the photographs, but there's also this kind of celebration of actually doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And trying different things. And look, I'm trying this camera today. And look, I'm doing this today. And look, I'm doing that today. So I think in, in that has changed the way photographs are shared and the way people look at photographs and and sort of uh, consume it because you're not just looking at the work and saying this is great, great, great work. But you're also sort of becoming a fan of the person as well in yeah. some ways, I think. Right. I think that's changed yeah. quite mm-hmm. a bit.
2: Yeah, I, I, I love uh. I love curating my Instagram so that you're forced to look at the entire page.
1: Uh, you put up every a, a lot of things. Yeah, right? you're putting up contact sheets. You're putting up the uh, the yeah. whole process in many ways.
2: I, and I will never put up like a, a street photography contact sheet. <laughs> no, right? Uh, <laughs> because uh, I hope. like to maintain some some form of respect of credibility. Yeah, right. uh,
3: <laughs> Here's the thousand that didn't make it. Right. But yeah. it, but I I I recently
2: fell in love again with half frame cameras, and I really like taking portraits with those. So if you
1: and this is Joe talking. I and I said your, and I didn't mention who I was talking to. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. hi, Joe Geary. <laughs> Hello. The Wrath of God. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the half frame is yeah. an interesting camera. And
2: so one contact sheet of that looks amazing because it's. I'm just going to fire off 72 of these random ups and downs and different angles, and they kind of those contact sheets look look beautiful on their own. But that's cool. Uh, but I like to I like to scan the prints more than scan the film. Uh, so I'm I'm starting to do that. I had I, I recently had 2,000 photos up on my Instagram and I took them down and started over. And I feel like it's good to keep the brain working because sometimes I'll post old work uh, mixed with new work and and you're creating a a different a different narrative and it's uh, maybe maybe I'll stumble upon something and I'll have another zine. Man, I love how uh,
3: how good you are with that because I I still I don't know I don't know what goes online and where does it go and what I mean I started different tumblers because I was like. Well, I don't want to load up my main Tumblr thing with baby pictures, so it's like (laughs) I'll have a baby picture Tumblr and try to make it kind of weird, but whatever. Where is it? Like, what's your uh, uh, what's it called again?
0: (laughs) Three kilo vampire. Three kilo vampire. Yeah, his. That's where the baby pictures are. Yeah, (laughs) that was fun.
3: And but I haven't updated that. The thing is, I was updating it like one year, like one year to the day after I took every picture, Mm -hmm. and it's also that's a Pablo Neruda quote about his daughter, I think, who he. Okay, great poet, but he sort of abandoned a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's a necessary and then stage. And said that about <laughs> I'm her. I'm trying to
0: work Michael up to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that when I hit my, my artistic greatness yeah. and I abandoned my family? Exactly.
2: Right. <laughs> so I could see why you would have uh, different blogs because, you know, you have a child and I don't. And I take pictures of, you know, boobies. And... Uh, <laughs> As, right, but, but I like that's probably yeah, yeah. an overlap yeah. on those. Well, two I, could, shows. I, I yeah. could see, I could see a, a, maybe a negative reaction from people who can't handle seeing titties or a child in the same stream, and that's what it comes down to. Uh, so I take pictures. Uh, of, I had a separate Tumblr for, for my nudes, and now I don't. I don't do that anymore because right. I think
3: that's what I'm talking about. It's yeah. like I, I I'm still t- thinking too <laughs> too hard or something like sure. like maybe you should just just put it all up and see what happens. Whereas I'm like have this kind of. Yeah, I don't know this hangover from uh, having lived in the '90s, yeah. where where I'm still really like, <laughs> you're gonna have to tell me the about this the precious one that doesn't sound go? Really there? interesting. Eh, nah, there were yeah. softer '80s basically. Oh, so
0: collapsing the Tumblr sites into each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
3: mean, I feel like the the cool thing about Tumblr, and again, is Tumblr dead? I right. Guess it I mean, is? Uh,
1: Tumblr was bought
3: by Yahoo, yeah. right? Or was that Flickr? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not well, sure. Uh, both. Both. Oh, both. both. Oh, which okay. Which is their business strategy just expand and raise our right. stock prices and then don't. And don't now do that's anything. just all up in the air. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. But, but I, I loved it. I mean, I really liked the. On Tumblr, the, the ability to curate. Like, I, I feel mm-hmm. like I follow. Follow, but more mm. like followed. <laughs> more mm. more curators than photographers. Yeah, there's that there's the cool some about
2: great that. tumblers. Uh, what is that? That um, or... Uh, yeah, MPD or?
3: Oh yeah, M P D draw it, Yeah, that guy. Yeah. If
2: I ever got a photograph on that, I would I'd be so happy because <laughs> he is uh, he curates yeah. so well. But you know, there's there is photographs on the brain that Brian Formals yeah. Tumblr. Um, but he inspired. But Brian inspired like my friend Matt Gomes to start doing, uh, sharing other work. And I've noticed recently. In my Facebook feed, that more, more and more of my friends that make photographs are sharing more and more of other people's works now, because I think that the the newer crowd of people making these kinds of photographs are are congratulating as well as patting themselves mm-hmm. on the back, uh, and you you don't see that with uh, a lot of the older photographers the, the the guys that like oh, i invented this i was doing this while you were while you were still wearing diapers and it's like well yeah you're 30 years older than i am of course you were doing that what do you fucking want you know
0: uh, i was doing that in the 90s
2: okay you guys are starting to scare me with the, the 90s thing
3: oh, man.
0: i started in the 80s oh
1: wow
2: yeah, so yeah, Actually, I. I kind of skipped the 90s. I, I did was like 80s that. and then 2000s. I'm well, okay. so, so the thing is about... So you're about, saying there's
0: a more generous spirit.
2: Yeah, and, and once again, there's plenty Amongst of room for peers. everybody. Yeah. And, and if I see photographs that I like, I'm going to share them and say, hey, check out this guy, because that's not going to harm my zine sales, and mm-hmm. if it does, well, fuck it.
1: Yeah, and also I think maybe there's a generation of people who have who are less concerns about... Um, Copyright and usage rights and things yeah. like that, and you know, sharing other people's work is is pretty natural.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's part of the social media envelope, right? You yeah. you post things up there, not just your own stuff, but other things, and so it makes sense to try to do some sort of curatorial. Just give credit, people. Yeah, That's all. well,
2: if <laughs> if I meet somebody that that is getting into street photography, or getting into mm-hmm. other types of photography, and they post something that I like, and I want my friends to pay attention to this guy, why not share? It? Pay attention sure. to this girl, why not share it? You yeah. know, and that's what it comes down to. And some other people like to make the the long posts about how there's so many photographs going online uh, at, at this moment, and I was the first person to do it. It's like who fucking cares? You you, yeah. you know, like
3: go go away. Like the people who are making really good stuff don't really spend a lot of time arguing the definition of what they do. Sure. I don't think. Well, I mean, it's I it's th- the yeah. nitpicking. Like I know, I feel like to go to like hardcore street photography there would always be those people in the critique the online critique where they'd be like oh great people have to look at my photo and say something and and a lot of times people would just be like go take more photographs why don't you go take more photographs you have a you know an index finger that works and and some people would just get so angry about that like they would made one picture that month and they and they wanted you to you know water fountain dog
2: that's a that's a that's a hardcore street photography like inside joke there's a there's a picture of a, oh, yeah. of, a of a punk rocker and uh, I think it's sepia I think it's digital sepia uh, and a dog oh. drinking from a water fountain the guy keeps posting it and he keeps wanting <sighs> feedback he keeps wanting a different answer yeah right but, the, I, but I feel like that's the extreme does
0: version does he tweak of it at all like, or it's the same it's the same, same yeah. it's the hoping same. new people will yeah look at it. well that, the, you
3: know what that, I, that's that's the like. I feel like that's the hard version of the of the kind of like here's here's you know my essay on how photography was good and now it's bad and because we don't know like maybe this was posed so it's not street but then what's street and then it's like, mm. yeah
2: go take a picture. Well, I realize that uh, the people that are making amazing things that aren't online is there's a reason for that is because they're out yeah taking pictures so.
3: Hey, advice. Yeah, no. <laughs> I should take Thanks that. Thanks for tuning in. Less, yeah. less time online, more yeah. time outside. Well, to get back to Brian, though, every now and then he, he posts some set of photos and it's like, oh, he was secretly working on this thing for a couple of years. And, yeah. and, and that then, then nobody, that he's just, just like, ah, I don't, yeah. I'm not going to share it. Yep. Just because I don't care and I'm not going to get into an argument about it.
0: Now, there is this idea of, I mean, I have friends who are painters and there used to be this idea that your drawings were kind of. Secret right you there you make all these drawings and you're working on stuff maybe working out ideas and that you didn't really show anybody that was what you're doing in your studio and then that developed into the final work and. I wonder now with uh, people sharing a lot of things or you know, there's so many ideas that you start on if you're working on something especially project-based that wind up going nowhere and you kill it. And you're like, oh, this didn't work out for various reasons or it completely morphs and modifies after you're a year into it and you realize that this is the other part of it that you're interested in. And uh, I wonder if there are times where people have like, feel compelled to keep doing something because oh i've already shared this and got all this great feedback and now how am i gonna say that oh no i'm doing this other thing with it i mean it could go right. go different ways
2: i guess the the having to keep doing it is i have to like if i stop i don't feel okay you know and that's what it comes down to i like sharing my photographs and it, sometimes i get bummed out if i'm if i'm really photographing with a certain way or a certain camera or medium and I see it start to pop up and I'm like, God damn it. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have let them know what camera I shouldn't have told them what process. (laughs) Um, but that's fine because only I am going to make the photographs that I'm going to make. And I, that makes me feel very good because I'm, I don't care if anybody apes my shit. And a lot of times people, you know, you either, you either share good work and get good feedback and continue and make a body of work about it. Or you talk a bunch of shit about the body of work you're making. And you know, three years later, you you haven't produced anything, and everyone's like, "What is that book you're making?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what it comes down to.
3: Right. So and do you think that also like you can get kind of trapped in the trapped in the instant feedback thing? Which again, I'm now I'm yeah, saying like get off my lawn. Social media is a disease. But it's like yeah, I'm I'm glad like I did this. Uh, I was a photo uh, photo urbanism fellow at Design Trust for Public Space mm-hmm. um, a few years ago. Back when I was young and. Uh, <laughs> And part of it was that I would go to, like, one place and shoot it, like, constantly shoot it at the same time each day and whatever. And and it's, I mean, it, it, had there been Instagram then or had I been more into Tumblr or something, and, like, would I have posted all the, like, misses mm. in that spot? And what is, I mean, what, may, might that have helped me, but it might have also, like, it reduces the value of the, like, the hits.
2: Yeah. I refuse to, to engage on posts that, people that this is a B side for my project. Mm. You, uh, well, thanks for second best.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the point of that? <laughs> that but
2: that's, that's like uh, cooking dinner and then making me the leftovers. <laughs> you know, I don't care about that shit. Now, when I made Ether, my r- zine that I just finished and I, I'm done, I'm done with it. It's put to bed, you know, time to work on something else. Uh, I posted a lot uh, of stuff that wasn't fitting in the narrative. Because there were so many photographs that I made that just didn't fit in the narrative, and and there are, are plenty of avenues that I could go back to Denmark to shoot that I want to, uh, to create other projects or bodies of work or continue shooting it. There's no there's no end stamp on that. But when I came home and I had all those photographs, I was like, wow, this this is something. This is gonna be this is gonna be a little poem that I'm gonna make. Uh, but I posted phone shots, I posted Instax photos, but the stuff that was supposed to be there. Most of it didn't see Instagram or Facebook or anything like that um, until the book came out and then I could put it on my portfolio website and I could start showing people and if a photographer is somebody that you care about their work that you care about you can see the entire book online and still want to buy it because you need to own it you need to look at it you need to thumb through it you need to feel the the, the paper and to look at it um, because that's what's important to me is so, so I could see the black rose all day long, but I had to have the black rose. Yeah, all that, day. That, you know, that, that I had
1: changed to, too. the publishing industry and the gallery world and museum. It used to be a big no, no. If you, oh, was this shown anywhere else? Had anyone, has anyone seen this yet? And that's completely changed. No, yeah. Nobody cares there's, about there, that anymore. Well, there's no
2: avoiding it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no avoiding it there. Um, it just, it just, uh, it's the nature of, of how we, uh, share and get information. You know, that's why everyone has anxiety nowadays. It's because everything is, uh, right there, you know, at your fingertips. And the second that your Wi-Fi fails or stutters or, or that loading bar is there, people start to tap their foot. And that's why we have anxiety. That's why I have anxiety, but I, I mean, I could, I could see great work online, but I need to touch the, the paper that is printed on. I have to. I have to look at the. I have to look at it on a wall.
0: Kramer, do you print your work too? I mean, are you in the dark room, or are you making inkjet prints? Or
3: um, I've been living with my wife and child in one room, about the size of this. So we're we're that's in Paris. In the yeah, yeah. in Paris, we're, we're in the midst of moving to a place with multiple rooms, and I'm really Whoa. looking forward to the idea of <laughs> hanging up some <laughs> prints that I have. So I just literally didn't have a wall to hang them on, and also to you know sequence things. I mean, I, I used to when I had more wall you know, make prints and try to sequence and see, you know, just see what they look like in the real world, which is great. I mean, any, anything like that. Magnetic
2: Um, paint and just some uh, magnets. uh,
3: That's going to be a hard sell, but I'm really into that idea. Yeah, (laughs) just,
2: I I saw that at uh, Jared Iorio's uh, place in Long Beach and he had all his photographs up, just a couple coats of magnetic paint. And uh, if you go to a museum, you go to the gift shop, you get the little cube made out of uh, ball bearings that Mm -hmm. are magnetized together. You just, perfect, throw them up. Or blue tack, whatever.
3: Yeah, I have. Uh, we, we have. We have friends who have um, a printing studio in Paris, and they had. They used to be on our street, but they moved into a gigantic space on the edge of Paris because they're they're very successful now. Uh, Atelier Boba, and uh, they had they had the the metal walls with the little magnets. <sighs> it seems so great. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but mostly I mean I do a lot of you know the little little books. It's been a while, but uh, the next one's definitely definitely due to happen. Um, and it's, it's, you know, yeah, it's one of most, even like if it's not the greatest, you know, if it's a staple together, or whatever, it's, mm. still, it's still a different thing.
2: It's yeah, great. zines are rad. I'm, we're currently making a zine right now, which I brought a couple test copies of to show uh, people. Who's uh, we? Hold on. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll read <laughs> the names off. There we go.
1: Oh. Wait, who? So Joe is looking for his <laughs> zine. Oh,
3: that's a cute cover.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, it's Missy Prince on the cover. Uh, oh. So we made a zine called wow. Sad Songs. Um, by me, Blake Andrews, Aaron Berger, Michelle Groskop, Todd Gross, Troy Holden, Don Hudson, Ben Molina, lin Miller, Moray, and Missy Prince. And it's, uh, it's pretty, it's, it's a jammer. It's pretty badass. Um, me and Troy Holden were at the SF MoMA recently when it reopened and mm. we were looking at all these photographs and I, I was like, we should make something together again because we had previously done uh, a show in San Jose at Empire Seven Studios called Alone Together, and we made a group scene about it, and it was all uh, group narrative based. Not none of our photos were by by themselves. And so, uh, for me, inclusion is very important. There's not enough women at the forefront uh, in in street photography, and there's and it bothers me. There's it's a lot of it's a boys club and it fucking sucks. And so I was like we need to have just this amazing group of of vastly different people and we need to we need to put out something great. And so we we've been um, Ben Molina designed and edited it and he's he's the guy that that I go to for everything. He just designs books for a lot of people. He just did Ola Bilmont's book. He, he's a uh, he's great at curating and he's a library. He knows everything about photo books. He knows everything about printing and yeah, uh, recently, my last trip here, I met Ken Schles, and I texted Ben. I was like, Hey, do you, you know, Ken, Ken, I was like, I'm, I'm going to meet Ken Schles. Oh my God. Uh, and he was like, ask him if he printed this on Duotone. That was the question for, for Ken. Um, but, uh, but he, he laid it out
1: and I, it looks great
2: by thanks. the way. It's beautiful yeah, printed. It's quite a murderer's row you got there. Yeah. Bro. And I'm trying to uh, shop it around to different, uh, uh, printers right now. And it's going to be self-published because that's just, you know,
1: Mm -hmm. printed on demand by order. No, we're going to, we're going to print
2: batch. Uh, If we, if I wanted to do offset, but we had to get a thousand, we're only going to do 500, but hopefully I'll take it to Dashwood or, or a printed matter um, or something. And just, you know, beg, beg for some attention, Dave. Dave, please, are you listening? <laughs> um, Get everyone to sign some copies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're gonna do a limited. Uh, we're gonna do fifty with a with an eight by ten or eight by twelve, depending on how they're printed. Oh, nice. And we're gonna just uh, you know up the price for that one um, for, and then that'll fund it if we sell fifty, which we will because I will not go to bed until I I do because I'm. <laughs> You'll start knocking on doors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the Boy Scouts selling selling popcorn. Or something, I don't know. Girl Scouts (laughs) selling cookies, maybe? No, but I was was a Boy Scout. And if anybody that's listening tells anybody, I'll find them. Uh, But yeah, we used to do that. You sold popcorn door to door? You had to. Wow. Like already popped popcorn? Fundraiser shit. Yeah, like, probably in the big tins or the yep, big bags, Yeah, the big right, tins. You know, right. like you know that tin, oh, yeah, where it's like divided. Yeah, into like you know, different yeah, no, flavors. Right, you, you know, the tin grandma yeah, yeah, has yeah, that's got yeah. sewing yeah. shit in it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> right. it once held popcorn. Once held popcorn. Some <laughs> of the popcorn was caramel, and that I'm stayed there Super for a long serious, time. though <laughs> that
2: if all your listeners tell anybody that I was a Boy Scout, I'll fucking fade to black. <laughs> 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 yes, I was a Boy Scout. I look cute in those shorts. I still have them. But yeah, so I I'm hoping that uh, maybe maybe I can I can scrape up enough money and come back for Artbook Fair and stand outside or you know have a couple copies to give away, Um, because that's what I did in SF Art Book Fair. I brought my last couple copies of Ether and uh, gave one to Todd Heido, and I'm sure he didn't look at it. Uh, Deadbeat Club people I want to work with, you know, people that who's working that I've bought that I'm like yo, Um, I gave one to Deanna Templeton. I walked right past Ed. And I was like, hey, I really like your photos, Deanna. <laughs> Can I have you sign my copy of this? And Ed was like, I was like, hey, Ed. <laughs> but, you know, that's, I, I don't know. So that's, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm an ass, whatever. But yeah, so that's that's the zine we're working on. Right. And uh, it's probably going to hit the ground running once I get back now that I've started talking about it and showing people. Yeah, so. and it looks fantastic. Thanks.
1: Yeah. So uh, Kramer, what, uh, what do you have coming up? What are you working on?
3: Oh, I don't know. I guess I should probably do stills from imaginary movies three. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> well, what's that? What's that? Uh, that's just, when I made the pictures of people and things book book zine. I don't know. It's a perfect bound, so it's kind of like a book. It's a book. It's a book. <laughs> I guess. Um,
0: Feels like a book.
3: Yeah, it's got it's got the heft, uh, kind of. Um, the girth. I, I called it part one because I was like, oh, I'll totally do another one of these soon. And But it turned out that was like photos from like maybe a four or five year period, which was, a, it turned out to be an interesting period in my life. I didn't know at the time. That's what the other weird value of uh, sort of semi-autobiographical things. It's like street photography, not street photography or whatever that means, which is why I gave it that ambiguous title. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a part two. But it turns out that getting like 80 photos that all, you know, mostly work in a in a book like that takes a takes a lot longer than like six months or whatever. And so so I made like much th- thinner ones, like sort of a version of that. That's that's mostly turns out to be about like moving to Paris, I guess. So I've done you know two of those and a great success at a hundred issues sold or something. <laughs> you know? mm. That's the zines, but it's cool. I mean I'm really glad I did them. I should do a part three. Although I I also wonder if I should do something a little more you know conceptual. I think like... I think three three zines. Called uh, stills from imaginary movies that
2: actually look like stills from imaginary movies is kind of conceptual. So I mean, you're talking
3: about about like cerebral or like maybe more of a a, a, project-based. Yeah, like a wrapping of a you know some 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 kind of an imagined narrative that could fit a bunch of photos together. I don't know. I've been thinking about that because again, these are sort of
1: tableau-style work. Things you you imagine could be seen from a still from a movie, right? Yeah. That that how that works. Basically,
3: yeah have some should I yeah I don't, um, I don't that's um, okay that's, <laughs> I'm looking at them right now I'm on my oh. iPad
1: yeah oh, okay, yeah, you're looking at yeah exactly <laughs> wow yeah. technology oh my god
3: oh, Shit. Oh, whoa oh. wait a minute did someone pirate what? that but I made a print what are what's you what's that internet? how are you looking at on the smith corona <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> from the '90s. <laughs> Do you does, does your your film background inform that work or influence? Yeah, no. That I work? think I'm. I uh, just I love movies, and I used to go to a lot of them. I'm hoping to begin that again sometime soon. But mm-hmm. yeah, no. I mean, I love them. I mean, movies were uh, a long time obsession of mine, and uh, yeah, I mean, I just I like, and I and I worked a lot, you know, as an editor, so like a motion editor, so or you know, an assistant and an apprentice and those kind of things. But it. it so for me, it's. You know, it was always fascinating to look at, at you know, everything that came in and what came out, and how different that could be. Um, oh, the, the, oh, the different
1: interpretations you could have as an editor. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's,
3: it's like it's it's just infinite. People, it's it's like hard to explain, and and I feel like with photography, you're like trying to make a, you know a sort of imagined narrative, or you know, a lot of these kind of just work as as diptychs, I guess. I was really um, there was a there was a sort of tumbler two for the road uh, by. Uh, James Turnley uh, was he was who is a actually again like from the circle of Brian uh, had This website where he would just he would find like two things two photos and put them next to each other and oftentimes And so you you maybe you invent the connection or sometimes it would be just a really interesting connect Like Mm -hmm. it was often not just like feet and feet It would be yeah some kind of formal something that ran through them and it It was just really neat, and I don't think he does it much anymore um but it was one of those neat, you know, everything. Everything seems short, short-lived on on Tumblr, but he was really pumping them out, and th- and that's when I was starting to put together books, and I was like, oh, I can make a book that's just basically just everything's a diptych, mm-hmm. um, which is like a, you know, hopefully, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit like a power chord, like it's not major, not minor, it's just a. <laughs> It's just a one and a, one and a three? One? No, one and a five. No, um, yeah, one and a five. Just one and a five. Could be anything. Um, so it's a bit, you know, it's, hey, it's, man, you it's wouldn't a have, short-sighted. You wouldn't have but. Def
2: Leppard without Power Quartz. <laughs> Selling out stadiums, right? Exactly. I like
3: your books. I like them. I'm a
2: huge Wait, wait fan. was that an 80s He's reference? No oh, my God. <laughs> oh, but they survived into the 90s. Yeah. So. Oh, that's
3: right. Everyone looks at me, and my hair's all of a sudden feathered. <laughs> <laughs> Leave in conditioner. But, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think, like, with pictures of people and things. And with that book, it was a lot of it was, you know, and then then thinking about how it works further than that. But because there isn't really a, there isn't, you know, it's not documentaries following a subject other than, you know, in a narcissistic way, the subject is me.
2: (laughs) I think that uh, the word documentary is super like bastardized nowadays. Because I mm. always see, I documented for a few days, and you're like, yeah, "What yeah. the you fuck? You went on vacation. You, you, you documented <laughs> for a few days. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, documented for a few days. No, you went to, you know, Ohio with your wife or somewhere.
3: Yeah, or people that which I'm fine with. I feel like I, like some of my best pictures are the most like yeah, but whatever I was out, but you walking with someone and I got a thing and it's like great and but nobody needs to know the context. But you didn't
2: document for a few days. Yeah. you're not you know kissing your own ass over it. You know, and that's the thing. Um, like, what bothers me is uh, when when street photographers need to go to where the brown people are in turmoil and they've got they're gonna go and they're gonna make their book because they're gonna share the plight of this people. But you know, those countries have their own photo journalists, their own people that went to school for this, the own people that live it, the own people that have family members that have been fucked up by it. You know, I don't need your Anglo-Saxon ass taking a Leica vacation and going and talking every single day about the tear gas and the protests and blah, 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 because you get to leave hmm. at the end of the day, you get to go home and you get to go home and you get to live your life far removed from that. And, you know, uh, your humanitarian spirit is based upon who gets to see you being a humanitarian. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that bothers me as well. So wow. like, and and, and so I feel like, like there's,
3: there's a certain like, uh, oh, sorry to interrupt, but I feel like the, uh, some of the people I know who do that, then they, they, they kind of like shit talk photojournalists. Yeah. Because the photojournalists do that on Assignment for Money, but it's like, well, what, what's yeah. the difference? Like they have to, well, it's actually harder. They have yeah. to like turn in a
1: thing on a <laughs> deadline and all that. Like, that. That actually makes more sense, the photojournalists, yeah. what they do. Well, yeah, but right. that's
2: the thing. We're, we're not photojournalists. We're not, we're not documentary photographers. I'm not working on a grant. I'm going to be Joe. I'm going to be Joe Geary, living on a floor in San Francisco, working at a coffee shop, obsessively taking pictures, because if not, I'm going to throw myself in front of a train. <laughs> because that's what photography is to me. You it's heard my, it here first, folks. It's votes. my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm okay.
0: But there's yeah. also, it's, it's, I think there's two parts to that. Is one is uh, people not knowing what they want to photograph. I mean, not having a, and so you. it's easy to latch on to an idea that sounds like it has cultural weight because it sounds important and all kinds of uppercase quotes and everything comic sans and um so they Papyrus. go out yeah, yeah exactly
3: impact <laughs> oh. so they, <laughs> so they run punks. out and do it you
0: know <laughs> they just run out and do it and they think like oh of course this is going to be important yeah. because the the thing i'm the thing i'm photographing is important or i'm going to make you aware of it or oh, you didn't hear about this already well you know that's another reason why what i'm doing is important
2: if you can't if you can't reveal yourself in 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 your photography in your own hometown, in in your in in your own on your block on your block in your bubble, then I don't give a fuck where you go to take photographs because it doesn't mean shit to me. You know, you're gonna go to Japan and flash a bunch of Jap- Japanese people in the face because you're you know you're, you're not from there. You're you're uh, you're, you're, uh, you're white male or, uh, is generally the the type that goes and does that. You know, like they're scared of you. They're not gonna say shit. They're a polite culture. You know, um, and they're obviously not. Comfortable in those photographs, you know, and I mean, some of them may look great, but the attitude is like it's, it you know, you don't have to hit somebody to to intimidate them. You can hit something else, you know. So by that, by by your presence, you know, you're you're intimidating, and if you don't go home and do it, then I don't care. So if you if if that's your thing, going to bars. Uh, hanging out, flash photos, blah blah blah. Great, because I know a lot of people that do that, and that's okay because they're in an environment where everyone's having that that time and that chaotic uh, scene. Does it? But if you have to go somewhere to make photographs, then reevaluate what you're doing, you know, and make some photographs at home.
1: But you're you're talking about the the very long or very short history of photography. You're talking about exploitation and the exotic and the other, yeah. and it's still very much celebrated today. You look at the the top selling. Travel photographers, mm. and it's still all about the exotic. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, it, yeah. Well, most people just aren't that into photography, and yeah. they see the thing, and they're like, "Oh, well, that's interesting." Well, they like the they pretty colors, and somewhere. it matches their yeah. wallpaper. Over, yeah, that's, oh, that's, that they is need the
2: the, the overstimulation <laughs> instead of instead of the subtle. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I I can look at at uh, a at, you know Brooklyn backyard shot by Tom, you know, and 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 feel them and, and see them and, and appreciate how quiet some of them are. You know, and I don't need to see. Somebody that that is capable of that go to Africa mm-hmm. and come. You know there. You know there are cameras there. Mm-hmm. I,
3: I hear. <laughs> they had uh, in in uh, in strangers actually one of our members Jared Iorio. Mm-hmm. Iorio? Iori? Jared. Jared. Hey Jared.
1: <laughs> um, Nobody knows how to pronounce your name apparently, yeah. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Jared.
3: Uh, it's two two vowels. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a it's like a sound. <laughs> yeah. It's, hard, it's it's almost like it would be like a sci fi character. Anyway, way off way off track. But uh, no, he he worked a lot in Haiti for a few years and. And um, I mean, I think he just like had crap jobs in L.A. and would just go there. And he took all these photographs that are amazing, but he was like building houses. Mm-hmm. And and he put this this small selection on the Stranger's site. I assume it's still there. Um, if they want to kill a dog, they call him crazy. Yeah. And it's great. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, why is this not a book? And he was basically like, I don't, I don't think there's enough. I think it would be too, like too easy to just like see it to be exploitative. I don't feel like I have enough material. I I'm I have no interest in it. You know, period. And which was uh, I mean, that's why Jared's it's great. Weird. A st- you know? a
2: street photographer stopped and thought, yeah. he was "Interesting. Just like, this is
3: a this is a thing. This is what I got. This is what I feel confident about and um, you know. And that's it and, and it, for me I was like this is not like Haiti photos that I've mm. seen from people who, you know.
2: It's cuz he lived there. He immersed himself yeah. like he was, you know, he wasn't he wasn't, you know, walking to somewhere shitty and then going and sleeping in a nice bed at night. And there, I, I forget who this nobody was that was saying some shit on online about. Well, gotta go home and burn my clothes now that I'm leaving the SRO after shooting all these poor black people that uh, are being marginalized geez. because of the uh, the cockroaches. And I I just I just said, you know, hey, how about some empathy, perhaps, you know? Uh, <laughs> now I'm done with them. And he's like, you, you don't know about my empathy because I have a daughter at home and and I'm not gonna bring cockroaches. I'm like, but you're gonna go and photograph a bunch of. Poor black dudes. And, and, uh, and
1: you felt the need to share that statement. And SROs and yeah. make a joke
2: yeah. about burning your fucking clothes. I was like, you know, yeah. they don't get to burn their clothes, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, there's like is something, something is not firing correctly right. in your fucking brain. Yeah. It, it's
3: yeah. not, it's not the action. It's not even if you did burn your clothes, but it's the idea that you're like selling out. You know. oh, yeah.
2: oh, those novels. Oh, those novel poor black people. <laughs> yeah. And, and, SROs and, 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 in and then SROs in Chicago. It's, like, yeah. it's, like it's also about not filth. knowing yeah. why yeah. that's wrong. You know,
3: people just don't, you don't have to know. You know,
2: I lived in an SRO in San Francisco. Uh, last right before I went to Denmark a couple of, uh, year and a half ago, two years ago, um, and it was one of those ones that were bought uh, by a rental company that wanted to turn it into intern housing, uh, uh, yes. where where it's the same shitty room, it's the same lopsided floor, it's the same fucking awful shared bathroom on the floor, but they want to charge you six hundred dollars more a month for it. And I free Wi Fi though. Uh, free, <laughs> the, 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 that's, yes, that's that's all they added. Yes, they add they added free Wi Fi because. <laughs> Cause you know, SF, yeah. um, but it was above a bar and it was above a, a taqueria and it was a, it was like on 29th and mission. It was out, it was out farther out from, from, you know, Valencia stroller city. And I lived on the same floor with, uh, with, with people that had just got out of prison. Uh, a old woman that needed to be cared for every day that, that couldn't walk up and down the stairs. And not once did I take my fucking camera out and take pictures of them. And I lived there. And by all by all of my definitions, I had every right to make a photograph there. But what I did—that I'm going to sound like a, a, a total dick for even having to talk about it—is like I helped the lady downstairs. I carried her groceries up. Uh, I said, "What's up?" to the uh, to the guy that literally just got out of prison, wearing the sweats, carrying his white plastic bag, uh, you know, things like that. Like I, th- that was that was what I was doing. And so for so for me, I feel like I I have a little bit of room to you know call somebody out for being a pecker uh, about. About that kind of thing, you know? So, whatever. I hate people. (laughs) I hate them and I love them, all of you. That's right.
0: Uh, Something I want to ask you about, Joe, that I thought was a brilliant idea, and I want to see how much uh, fruit it's bearing, is you posted that thing about, uh, send me a box of paper and I'll send you a print.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like 500 sheets of AGFA, MC118 uh, in the mail. Uh, This kid, Harrison Clark. Uh, sent me. He sent me. Uh, he sent me like a, a Lomo LCA, like a little toy camera. He's like, hey, I know you wanted one. Uh, you got any ether left? And I was like, yeah. So I'll send him a copy of my zine. And Matt Weber, who's uh, the coolest dude, uh, street photographer lives in the Bronx, I think. He sent me two boxes of brand new Ilford sixteen by twenty because he doesn't do darkroom anymore. Uh, so he's getting he's getting the coolest 16 by 20 of my cat because <laughs> like he keeps messaging me like, hey, how's your cat doing? I live through I don't, I haven't had a cat in like eight years. So I live through you and your cat. You <laughs> know? And I'm like, yeah, but you never know. <laughs> but see, that's the thing when you when uh, I'm not above anybody uh, and I'm definitely not below a, a lot of things and. I don't have any money. I work at a coffee shop two days a week and uh, I teach people uh, how to print and develop film. I work with people uh, editing zines and portraits, headshots, all the other shit that people do to survive day to day. So there's no delusion about my station in life. I, I, I never even graduated high school, you know? And so I just, you know, if, if working in a kitchen or working in a coffee shop is something that I have to do to pay my rent so I can. You buy Tri-X and I'll fucking do it. But I put it out there and people are like, I would love a print because I I engage with people uh, and they're like, whoa, I love these prints. Darkroom, I used to do that. I'm like, hey, if you have any, if you have any in the garage, which I know you do, and it's fogged, which I know it is, send it my way because I love that shit. Hmm. And it, it it worked, you know. That's great. Um, but I've I I've never been the type to not follow up on that. And they don't get a shitty print. Like I'm going through ten pieces of that paper to get you the right one, and I'm spotting it and I'm toning it, you mm. know. So which I don't know how to do well. <laughs> it, where's your darkroom? It's 3rd uh, and Harrison in San Francisco, the Rayco Photo Center. The, the gallery curator, Ann Jastrib, uh who is um, an amazing, amazing photographer and printer, uh, she used to print for the Motion Picture Academy, I think. And so she's a master printer. She's so nice. She saw uh, somebody that was obviously out of their mind walk into the, to the gallery, and he walked past all these able-bodied men and I'm five-two for those listening. And uh, uh, he he walked he walked past all these dudes who could obviously stop and be like, "Hey, do you need something?" Uh, and and they all walk he walks past and he's talking and he's got he's drooling and he is fucking on one. And Ann goes, "Oh, well, I'll be right back. I had to go throw this guy out." And I was like, "Hey, Ann, would you like some help?" And she said, "Please." And she didn't need to say please. She just said, "Yes, go do it." But I walked up. I was like, "Hey, uh, I was like, it's a private event." Can, I was like, I was like, Hey, I, I was like, my boss is over there and I just made it look like I was working there. I was like, so you got to go. And he was like, you know, and mumbling. I was like, look, I was like, I got, I got like three bucks. I was like, you want three bucks? He's like, yep. And I was like, all right, I'll give it to you outside. He was out in 10 seconds and I gave it to him. I said goodbye. And she, she asked me to work the door at a, at a rental event that they were having there, I guess, uh, based on that. And she's like, well, we'll give you money or we'll give you a month pass to start printing. And yeah. I was like, "Give me the month pass. Give me the, give me the, give me the passes." And so ever since then, I've been, I've been back to printing because before that was in, it was in friends' bathrooms that they had converted, or the Harvey Milk Center. But I would never really go there because Rayco's closer, and I love the facility. Mm. I love what they, what they do. Um, so now I, now I print there, but I also intern there one day a week, so I get you know darkroom time in exchange for time worked. Nice. Um, but they've had amazing photographers come out of there. I think somebody just got a uh, Guggenheim. I forget Carlos, Carlos Ortiz or for video or something. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm butchering it. Fuck it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't have a gook. Hey, you Nimes. gave a nice shout out. out. Yeah, I don't have, yeah, I don't yeah. have a Goog, So I'm well, not a fellow. So I don't care. You gave a nice shout out to the Reiko center.
1: That's what counts. <laughs> but yeah, that's,
2: that's where I print. Um, they have a group dark room, but they have private dark room So you can go and listen to, She's like the win by Patrick Swayze on repeat and <laughs> print, if you want. Uh, oh, Kate man. hard Hard sell. J- hard Kate, Kate sell, Bush, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was Patrick's birthday the other day. I watched... Oh, I didn't get him anything. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah nobody <laughs> oh, did. Oh, Whoa!
3: Oh, Whoa! oh, sad face. So, but yeah. <laughs> and
2: Kramer, what do you uh, do to support your habit? Oh,
3: my gosh. Uh, I'm looking, for, do, looking to do more. <laughs> um, I mean, I've I, I worked much more in video and... Uh, you know editing than, than photography. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, uh, I'll is that
1: what brought you to France?
3: Indirectly, uh, in that I had uh, like a little piece as part of uh, the Berlin Alley Talent Campus, which is this great program if you do anything film or audio or editing or you know, submit to it, it's amazing. Um, where you get to go to the Berlin Alley and have all these special events designed just for you, and it's free, mm. and but. This is actually a really great animator I met through that, Jen Sachs, since we're dropping names. Um, my now wife was friends with her in L.A. She she actually worked at the Academy also. <laughs> so I don't know. Lo- that's a very long way of saying uh, kind of, because I met I met my wife through that, and she's French, so... That uh, She got a job at a little art museum called the Pompidou. Ah. And before that, she worked at NYU. Well, she worked at the Academy in L.A. and then at NYU. And she's a film archivist. So so we hit it off. We went to the film forum a lot. Hi, Elise. So, yeah, that's kind of what brought me into France. And then I had a job uh... shooting a lot of interviews shooting the editing interviews for like a culture website which i it, which now doesn't exist anymore so <laughs> so now i'll happily shoot your wedding now no more <laughs> if you're getting married anywhere in anywhere <laughs> um, i mean that that's which is not i love shooting weddings i don't mean that ironically yeah you, ha- you <laughs> have a wedding uh, link on your website i right? do i do I, i've shot some engagement stuff in france i mean it's you know it's photogenic Yeah. I mean, I'll do anything. I mean, I design books. I'll, um, any kind of creative utility infielding kind of things.
0: How are your drone skills? Kind of work on those (laughs) drone skills.
3: Wait, drone skills? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody have All these weddings. No, I, uh, that's a great, I would love, oh, any excuse to expense a drone, (laughs) I would do. I mean, I, I'm actually, it's good to be in France. I feel like that's a trend that might it might take a couple more years to catch right. on. Get ahead of the curve already. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could be the first one. <laughs> that's right. But I need a good publicist for that, because you put it on Craigslist, and everyone's like, I don't understand. Mm. You will drone us for our <laughs> wedding? Like, it's like, no! It <laughs> must be an adorable French term for it.
1: That's, right. that's
0: true. Eye in the sky <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah.
3: American right? will drone your wedding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you're, you're So you're doing. You do oh, edit yeah. work, and then you're open to commercial work. and. Yeah,
3: yeah. And um, I did some translation work. I can go. I can go uh, French into English. But not not really English into French. You wouldn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that. And
1: Joe, you've done hey. some editorial work.
2: Uh, yeah, but um, I, I photographed a fire once. I was just walking, and so like I you know landed like a fire rescue cover from that. Uh, I I do like San Francisco tech companies. All these nerds hanging out, and, you know, doing nerd shit. I. For their like business to business lifestyle, like we want to hire you, Paige, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll be, they'll say, Yeah, you can walk around with the camera and take pictures of us working. And I got to go in there and make sure everyone's combed their hair and isn't wearing a wrinkled shirt or something. But I I do that and, you know, kind of candidly take photographs of them and, and so they can post it there. Um, they do some weddings. Uh, if I if if I have friends that uh, are about to you know have children, it's like hey, let me take baby photo, let me take baby bump photos, let me let me but let me shoot it on Polaroid, let me shoot it like let oh, me right. let yeah. me let me make the work I can make and you, I'll give this to you for free, so that the next person that wants you know maternity uh, photos that, a baby that photo, aren't. So you know, taken by some guy with a vest and khakis, uh, or something, you know, like, uh, like the Ken Rockwell photo, like style. I don't know. Whoa, well, well, whoa.
1: Hey, oh, man. You're hey. Going too far. I, I,
2: I like Ken. Okay. I understand. I, the only reason why I know what, what meter my Leica has or whatever is because it is because men like Ken care enough about photography to, 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 to legitimately sit at their fucking computer and itemize. Every camera on Earth. It's true.
3: I I have probably been to his website dozens of times, but I've never actually sought it out. It's uh, just—it's all been Google links. Hey, Uh, uh,
2: honestly though, like he is the last of his kind. There will never be another Ken Rockwell. There will never be another uh, guy that will talk about slide film because Mm -hmm. it's just not going to happen. So Ken is the last of his kind. Mm. God bless him. But yeah, Mm -hmm. but I—but I I like to—I like to make uh, alternative portraits now. If I can photograph your wedding or your or your baby pump or your, your, uh, your engagement, like I photograph my portraits or like my, my documentary street photography, whatever, uh, then I would love to do that. So like, that's just kind of like making, making your, uh, God damn it, brand.
3: <laughs>
2: oh. 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 Just said brand. Oh God. I'll see. I'll, okay. I'll see myself out. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you make it look like you, how, how you want it to look and people will pay for it because you've just sold yourself and I'm good at selling myself to all the all the daddies out there that are looking to sponsor a photographer. <laughs>
3: I'll pay in lenses.
0: One thing, just we mentioned a couple of times, both of you, this idea of uh, zines and self-publishing and getting work out there. So I'm curious, how do you how do you find the other stuff out there that you're interested in? I mean, we have printed matter here, which is pretty incredible in New York. Is there, is there places that you visit to discover stuff new or is it more through people you meet online or...
2: Well, first of all, New York's the greatest city in the world, and I love living in San Francisco. I love being from the Bay Area, but they don't have—we don't have uh, what what you know New York has. We have, you know, uh, we we had hamburger eyes before uh, Ray moved to L.A. Uh, we have Find Rangers, which is a submission-based zine that my friend Carson uh, Lancaster puts on, um, and then the rest of all the all my homies, all the all the skateboarder guys, uh, Joe Brooke from Thrasher, all those dudes—they make zines. And they have, uh, they've had a couple, uh, zine fests at Rayco. This guy named Nick Kuntz puts them on, uh, who basically taught me how to print. I love that guy forever, but it's, it's very DIY. There's no, there's no like shops and storefronts. There's like uh, needles and pens. Uh, but da- I think that's more, uh, uh, animations and, uh, you know, drawings and writing zines, but photo books, photo zines, we don't have printed matter out here, you know? So like online Instagram, uh, going they just had SF art book fair which is amazing it was great so like there was a lot of uh, like deadbeat club is amazing uh so they had a lot of stuff out there uh, i wish they would cross over a little more away from like skateboarding into into other people that document cuz i would work with them in a heartbeat I, uh but my friend Troy Holden makes zines we uh, we just make them you know but 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 here you can walk into Printed Matter and say, hey, I, I have 10 of these. You guys want them? If not, whatever. Go down to Dashwood and submit, knowing you're probably not getting in. But, you know, they'll, they'll mail you back and say, hey, thanks for submitting. Do you want us to send them back?
3: They we didn't do that for me. Yeah? No, it just disappeared. He just kept and them. And I went in and uh, <laughs> around the cage and they're like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 I don't
2: know. But th- I'm starting to see small publishers pop up. Richard Bram just got published by uh, by Peanut. You know, um, Peanut Press. Yeah. Peanut and Press. so that's cool. Roma. Yeah. Tom, yeah, we're Tom starting Tom up SPQR editions. Uh, but, but <laughs> Did you just ask Tom, Tom to publish your book? Tom. <laughs> nah. In what book? I have no book. Um, no, but watching watching Tom go to Italy and, and print everything, mm. all, the, all, all that was amazing. And it's inspiring. And so, you know, but it's a labor of love. And if you don't care about it, you're not going to care about it because the return is not that fucking great.
1: No, you you don't publish the book because you think you're mm.
3: going
0: to get rich. Nope.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> nope. Breaking even is great. <laughs> oh, it's a and, dream and that's, of, of course, mine. Not including the actual labor cost, or yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, forget that. What about you, Kramer? Uh, oof, a lot on the internet, but uh, Paris is great. Paris, uh, they love paper and they love printing stuff on paper and they love bookstores. Mm. Um, they also have some some very uh, some laws uh, about. The, the price of books is set by the publisher, not by the bookstore. So, what that means is basically everything costs the same everywhere. But uh, so it's really the quality of the, the curation of the store mm-hmm. mm. that um, you know no big box store is going to you know destroy them by selling Harry Potter for a euro or whatever. And is, lost, that, lost is needle, that true of online it. too? Like, do they do they control amazon prices on uh they like do it of course gets dicier because there are other eu and european economic community countries that i think don't have those laws so yet yeah. you can order through amazon because it's a sh- the share the common market so i don't I don't know exactly how they do it, but I mean, right now it's not you a huge thing. You have a P.O. Thing. box
0: in Belgium and like, <laughs> That's
2: right. That's the thing,
3: yeah. I mean, P.O. box in Belgium or in the Netherlands. The but, photo books <laughs> in
2: Paris are amazing. But that's the thing. The photo books are amazing. Holy shit. Go to Le Ball. You, nice. you can, I, found, I found like five copies of the little miniature Minutes to Midnight, the zine, you know, for, yeah. for, for cheap. I bought
3: that years and years ago. Yeah, and I Paris. got a
2: bunch. Uh, Editions Bissard. That guy yeah. is amazing. We all went and he made us tea. This eccentric wow. little French man in his apartment, and he showed us all these zines. And I brought him a zine. He gave me a zine, and uh, it was really cool. Um, I like to bring my zines to bookstores and leave them there. <laughs> uh, so I went Just to the like
1: scoot over another stack went, of magazines. I went to the and-
2: photographer's gallery <laughs> yeah. in London wh- last time I was in Paris. Me and my friend Tony went to um, Paris for a day uh, and met up with uh, you know uh, some guys in public and Mimi Malika. Uh, and things like that. And I went to the photography Gallery and Matt Stewart was like, just tell so-and-so that you know me and they'll, you know, maybe I'm like, nah, I drop enough names all the time. I'm not going to go in and be that guy. So I just, I just left a couple and I got a couple emails, uh, from people that had found them and were like, I, I, I like this. I went up and there was no price for it. Uh, I was like, yeah, I just left them. And, they're like, <laughs> and, and so like, but that's cool. You know, I, yeah. I like that sometimes, uh. Yeah. Sometimes I'll take Instax photos and just leave them places. I won't sign them or anything. Who, who am I? You know, uh, But I'll just leave them so somebody can find a piece, a piece of paper with a photo on it and be like, yeah. oh, wow, cool. Bookmark.
3: And I feel like I should uh, do a shout-out if anybody's go- in Paris right now or going to Paris. Uh, Art Bookstore or Le Vent Neuf or... What else with the one at La Ball? There, there's, but there's. Where's there's that? So where's many that good place and that's it,
2: by all the Moroccoys uh, up north? Uh, cool. Uh, yeah, say it again. cool Oh, sexy. <laughs> uh, but there's there's a little there's a little bookstore and uh, found prints place oh, there. Oh yeah,
3: amazing! In this kind of a giant flea market that's just on the outs. It's this of little her.
2: Swedish woman that owns yep. it, and uh, she had like the first ten copies of Record by Dido. And she wasn't selling them, obviously, because nobody's carrying that kind of money on them in a
3: flea market. But I got, some I think I have a couple there. of those. Yeah, <laughs> so um, b- bought for the for the for the list price. I think. Yep. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, but they, they love. I mean, they, they. I mean, that's a great thing about that, that lawn, law by being, you know, not as uh, internet. I want to say savvy, but they're, they're just not as into the internet there and. Uh, and it's great. I mean, the, the, in the, you're, there's so many bookstores. And even just a non-photo, non-art bookstore will probably have a great, mm-hmm. or will likely have a great photo section mm-hmm. because it depends on like who's curating. And, the, and you can always talk to them. And you, they'll usually, mm-hmm. you know, they'll at least uh, take your book on deposit, which means then you have to follow up and find out that none were sold, yeah. Uh, yeah. which was my experience with one of those places. And it made me so sad. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's all that extra effort. And it's like, well, I've just made a profit of $2. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
2: But whatever. Hey. <laughs>
3: ten more of those and you can see a movie by yourself <laughs>
2: <laughs> that'll be the dream <laughs> yep dream on <laughs> so how much longer is
1: uh, are you both in town for
2: I'm here until uh, Monday the 29th, and I brought uh, a metal case full of silver prints oh wow. uh, that I, I I usually try and bring silver prints to a place I go because um, right right now I'm staying based on people's hospitalities for free at their homes and so I bring them, not like my silver prints are worth so much money or anything, but you know, it's like, Hey, I made this and thank you.
1: That's fantastic. Um,
2: so I do that. I, I'm gonna, I, I met Ken Schles last time I was here and he invited me to his home and he made me toast with almond butter he had made cause he's a vegan. He's super rad, but like he, we got to talking and I gave him a couple of the nude zines that I had made and I didn't have a copy of ether to give him, but I do now. And I have a print for him because he showed me. He showed me his work area and his books and and the photogravures he was making and 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 checking out for this thing in Germany he had, um, you know. Plus he's Ken fucking Schlesz, dude. That's <laughs> one of my heroes, you know. Um, but I brought him a copy, and it's the last copy. But I've been carrying it around with me all week because I met uh, some people from Ten by Ten that I wanted to like. Hey, I have a zine. <laughs> Look at my zine, you know. Uh, but that's for him, so I'll do that. But uh, you know, I'm just. I'm going to be in Midtown with like Aaron Berger shooting photographs on opposite corners uh, for a little bit and, you know, just nice. traveling around and
0: documenting
3: cats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be uh, in New York. Documenting my experience. Yeah, for a few days. <laughs> I'll be documenting the corner of 42nd. And <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs> I'm documenting a trash can now. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yep.
1: And Kramer, when do you head back?
3: Uh, Friday. No, oh, okay. Yeah, Friday with a couple of days in Iceland, which will be. No, oh, not nice. Should be, oh. I don't know. I guess it's nice there. You are gonna have a puffin <laughs> yeah. there? Is
2: that where they, they serve puffin? Do they serve puffin? Or is that is that I Iceland? Don't know. The I little know. the cute little bird.
3: Yeah. Oh, uh, I would I believe they might. Yeah. yeah. Have a puffin. <laughs> well, I'm excited. Uh, we've been yeah, through the airport. Twenty four hour, twenty four so hour daylight yeah. while you're there. Yep. We're gonna leave the airport this time after dozens of trips through it.
2: Yeah. 20, 20 hour days.
3: Is it that right now? Yeah. Well, wow, my baby's clock is so off right now. It's That's, just going to be well, insane. When I was in Denmark, gonna it, be was, it was the lo- the longest time of the year. It was Santans, so
2: like the solstice. Um, but when I, I'm trying to go back in January, but it, my friend Jonas is like, it's going to be very dark. So, you know. Bring be, a flash. Be prepared, yeah, <laughs>
0: always.
1: All right. Well, thank you, guys. This well, was fun. great. Yeah, I
0: had fun. Yeah, yeah. good to speak with you. Uh, one thing that I'm taking away from this is... People need to find community, right? And you guys have found different ways. Yeah. Social media is one, but also through these other other groups online and through bartering mm. and you know figuring out ways to, to build, build things up. It's possible.
2: It's possible to be a photographer and not have money. And uh, I actually take that away from listening to Patrice Helmar. So I mm-hmm. interview with you guys who I get to meet. I'm like super stoked to get to meet this week and we're going to oh, hang great. out. Oh, yeah. she comes back this week. Yeah. So oh, Friday, yeah. I think she's it, in Alaska, it'll be me and her, but, um, but yeah, it's possible. And uh, touching on community real quick, it's, uh, don't find friends that are, that are, um, that are going to always tell you, uh, the good things. Find somebody that's going to call you out when you're a pecker or when you're not putting your best work out there or just generally makes fun of you because they care about you. Uh, it's always good to take your shoes off and feel the floor, you know? And Uh, so like, but that's community. Like community will tell you when you're being an asshole. (laughs) So find the right one.
1: All right. I think we should end on that. That's fantastic. Bye everyone. Take care.
2: Bye. Bye.